committee, I welcome you with open arms. Is that so? How late do you stay open? You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. I hope they are watching. They'll see. They'll see and they'll know. And they'll say, that she wouldn't even harm a fly. What's up, everybody? You're listening to NoCo Cinema here on WGM+. We are your guide to cinema here in the city of Chicago. I'm Tom Hush, and I've got a really fascinating event that I've got to talk to you about today. It's called Destroy Your Art. Uh, Now, this is the third annual immersive event that marries film and performance art for a completely unique experience that is, in their words, impossible to replicate. And that's by virtue of the fact that you will get the chance to see films that will be completely destroyed after they're screened, never to be seen again. Uh, Let me bring into the conversation the co-founders of Destroy Your Art, Rebecca Fons and Jack C. Newell. Uh, Again, the co-founders of Destroy Your Art. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. So uh, let's start with how did this come about? How did you two come together and say, let's do an event that, will only last one night and all this art is going to be gone the next day. Sure. Um, I, I'm sure Jack, yeah. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> As I did, I just started. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Jack can probably speak to his uh, perspective as a filmmaker, um, but I'll speak to mine as a film exhibitor. Um, I've worked in film exhibition and film programming for the majority of my career. Uh, I was with the Chicago International Film Festival for nearly a decade, and now I am a programmer at um, a number of cinemas, at Art House Cinema, and it's a, kind of a regular movie theater. So I think a lot about the life of a film, you know, what's its festival run, if it's going to be premiering in a festival, then what distributor buys it, what release date it's going to get, what kind of numbers it makes the first week it hits the theaters. You know, I kind of like... I'm a little bit like a Wall Street trader in that I, you know, I'm always thinking about the life of the film, and it's kind of exhausting because ultimately these are stories and these are, you know, things that move you. It's not just about the dollars and the life of the film. So I really like the idea of kind of bucking all that and throwing it out the window and and experiencing a film one time. It doesn't matter what happens to it because it's, there, there's no life after it. It's not going to be on a director's reel. It's not going to be on a resume. It's not going to be in a film festival. It just exists in the moment with the audience that's watching it, the only time they're watching it. So, so for me, that's, uh, that's really fun to explore. Yeah, totally. So I'll, I'll jump in or in addition to that, I think that the, the idea of this event is that it's a sort of exploration of both sides of the film experience, the making of the film by the filmmaker and the uh, viewing of the film by the audience. Um, to Rebecca's point, as filmmakers, we get overly sort of focused on you know, how many people are going to see it? Where's it going to premiere? How does it go on forever and ever and ever? And, you know, this idea of like, you make a film and you hope that you get DVD or Blu-ray or iTunes, all sorts of stuff. And you kind of get it on. And it seems like it's easier than ever uh, to have films get out there and be seen. Um, but yet it's harder to actually have people actually watch your films. Probably that's the reason is because everyone's making them. Um, and so, that's wonderful that there's this democratization of filmmaking available, but it also means that people who are making it, it's harder to get your stuff seen. So part of it is 
to try to refocus filmmakers or give the opportunity to filmmakers to refocus on why did they get into this in the first place. And from the audience point of view, it's interesting because you are, if you come to the event on August 10th um, inside town where we're doing this thing, um, you're going to be able to see something that's never going to be seen again. Um, and so it's a one night only thing, like you said, where it's shown once and then destroyed forever. And so this idea of impermanence sort of flips the whole paradigm on its head because, you know, on Netflix or Hulu, whatever's on your, I, I, you know, Apple TV or Roku right now is you could watch whenever you can watch it endlessly um, for, for all time. Um, but we're sort of saying we don't, we're not subscribing to that for this piece, uh, for the for story art. We're doing something that sort of changes all that up. Very cool. I should mention, uh, yeah, Destroy Your Art is going to be happening on Saturday, August 10th. That's going to go from 7 to 10 p.m. as at Inside Town, which is located at 1954 South Troy Street here in the city of Chicago. Rebecca, something that you touched on with your uh, background in programming film and watch, you know, looking at the long life of a film is that sometimes uh, you you can worry about what, how the legacy of a film is going to progress, how people are going to watch it later versus how they watch it now. Whereas with Destroy Your Art, this is an opportunity to have mainly a visceral reaction uh, for the audience and a sort of visceral creative process for the artists. Um, I wanted to gauge mm-hmm. uh, what you thought about or rather how the artists seem to take this opportunity to create something that might be more radical, whether in process or uh, ethos for this, for this festival versus something that they might not normally make something that might have to, as you mentioned, appear on a resume. Sure. Yeah. Uh, You know, this is our third year. So we are now working with our uh, 15th artist. So we, we welcome five artists a year. So, um, it was really interesting. The first year, we didn't really know what the filmmakers that we invited uh, would experience. You know, we kind of were worried they'd be a little mad at us. <laughs> and some of them were. <laughs> they, they agreed to do it. But I think, you know, the night of the event, like a very sweaty night in Chicago, it's always in August, at least it has been uh, so far. You know, it's hot. You know, people are feeling emotional about getting rid of something that they worked on. Um, and But it was really interesting. You know, they the people who've participated, the artists who've participated, it's, it's run the gamut. I mean, we've had two when they destroy this work uh we've had filmmakers who've been like you know from the get-go they're like i'm super into this i i like get what you're doing i want to i want to make something that that matters but only matters for a moment um you know after the fact some of them have said oh i i feel like i've had like this weight lifted i feel like the I, you know writer's block or a creator's block has been lifted um if i can make this and just you know and junk it i can make anything um, you know, some of them have been like, that was my best work. Why did I do this? You know, and then others have, have really explored, um, the sort of the medium and the genres that they typically work with. Um, so we're asking for only for short original films, but some of them have, you know, if they normally work in documentary, they've tried, um, sort of more experimental or somebody's tried something more narrative when they, you know, normally work with something, um, a little bit different than that. So, so I think, I mean, it's, you know, I'm watching from the outside as the facilitator and the, as, and as an audience member the night of, but I think that they, there's, there's sort of a refresh. It's a bit of a, like, you know, the old thing, kill your darlings is a thing. I mean, it's like, you've got to kind of not be so precious about your work because, you know, it, it frees you to be even more creative. 
Um, so yeah, and we've definitely had filmmakers that we've invited, and they've been like, "I'm not into this idea. I can't kill things that I that I make. I can't destroy things that I love. Like, good luck. I'll you know I'll yeah. come and I'll drink beer and watch, but like I cannot do that, which we respect. I mean, like, there's no this is a judgment free event. We I love Instagram stories. I love Snapchat. I love crappy videos on YouTube just as much as everybody. I watch the same movies over and over again. This is a judgment-free zone. It's, it's an experiment for, for everybody participating. Well, yeah, and you it's you mentioned uh, when, when we're talking about this, uh, Snapchat, Instagram stories. I mean, this is the mode of communication for many people nowadays. This is how we uh, experience our lives. This is how we share our lives. In of themselves, they are somewhat, uh, although increasingly uh, permanent as more and more people want to, sh- you know, save some of those things. But when Snapchat first mm-hmm. debuted, it was this really cool idea of what if you just captured a moment and once it's gone, it's gone. Uh, I and right. bring this into the uh, realm of and I, I'd be uh, I, I don't want to call Snapchat low art, but it's not exactly uh, super constructed as much as making a film uh, might be. But bringing that ethos into this sort of event is really, really cool. Uh, Jack, you're a very accomplished filmmaker yourself. You've got um, films under your belt like 42 Grams, uh, Hope Springs Eternal. How would you feel? If you had to destroy those things, say, I'm going to literally take take it off of uh, my website, take it off of Vimeo, what have you, go to the hard drive where the original footage is stored and put a drill through it. Like, how how would you approach that? Right. Well, you know, the real answer is uh, I wouldn't destroy them. Obviously, that's crazy. Are you kidding me? Um, but the more sort of fun answer is is actually true. I mean, I think Rebecca's. So Re- Rebecca and I are married. I don't know if that's in the press release or anything. But, <laughs> so we um, we talk about this sort of stuff all the time. And she, I remember, she's always been sort of shocked or or intrigued by the fact that near the end of a process for me, when I'm finishing up a film and sound design and, and doing all that, I, I'm actually at a place right now doing that right now. Um, I'll come home and I'm sort of like done with the movie and I've moved on and I'm ready for the next project. And she's like, I don't understand how you can do that because you just spent like a year or two of your life or three years or whatever on this thing. And I'm so ready to get, get moving on. And I think, um, a lot of filmmakers are actually like that. It's, it's more about, um, or maybe I can't speak for everyone else. I'll just speak for myself. It's a little bit more about the process of actually making the film and the creative problem solving goes into it. And how do you tell a story? Um, and the sharing of the audience. I mean, it's not like we're making films that people are destroying and no one gets to see it. Um, right. The idea is that people get to experience it, you know? And so I think for film filmmakers and for myself, the actual practicing your craft and telling a story and getting into it is, is really the most fun of, of all of it. And it's really why we do it. Um, and so I think to answer it a little bit, I do think that although it's, it's, it, it sort of, you can be a little melancholy or whatever, but this isn't going to be existing again. Part of the answer to your question is based on intent. Um, you know, the, the only prompt we give these, these filmmakers and, and I'll meet with them. I'm actually meeting with Molly tomorrow to drop off her media so, she can start, so they can start on their film. And, um, they, uh, um, they always are sort of like, so what, what do you guys want us to know? And it's really just the prompt is you're making a film that will be screened once in a, to a room full of people and then destroyed. And you need to decide what that prompt means to you. Um, and we don't give any guidance otherwise. It's just mm-hmm. very straight. That's it. Go for it. 
Um, and so they're going into it knowing that this is going to be, you know, burned. Actually, when it comes to our event on August 10th, it's going to be burned with a blowtorch. So they're, oh, wow. they're going to be the ones doing it. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like we, the method. We finally got fire. <laughs> yeah, we wanted fire. We've wanted fire since the beginning, so we're really excited that third time's the charm. This is a fire year. Yeah, it's fascinating because, like, if you'd shot all these, if we still worked in film, like actual physical film, like, it'd be so easy to destroy the film. It just would be like, burn it, you know, yeah, throw it in a trash can, burn it, it'd be gone in a second. Um, but now with all this digital stuff, it just, it actually sort of got way harder when digital took over to actually execute this idea. Because it's like, how do you destroy a hard drive? Like, you know, in a way that's cool to look at in front of everyone. So mm-hmm. we've done hard drive shredding. We had a huge hard drive shredder the first year. Last year we had this like Jaws of Life vice thing that we built that was this monster. And then this week we're doing, or this month, we're, or this, excuse me, this time we're doing. Fantastic. Destroy your art. No short of uh, theatrics when it comes to the destruction of the art. <laughs> I mean, it's. And it- and it should be noted that the, the filmmakers destroy it. Like, yes. we, Jack and I do not do the actual destruction. The filmmakers are the ones who have to do it. So uh, we do not, uh, we provide them with the tool, but we do not do the the breaking. The means the of destruction, the merchants of menace. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. right. <laughs> I, I'll mention again, Saturday, August 10th, 2019, uh, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. at Inside Town, 1954 South Troy Street here in the beautiful city of Chicago. Let's talk a little bit about the filmmakers who you've invited this year. Um, first of all, how do you go through the process of finding these filmmakers and reaching out to them? It must be an odd conversation to have going to uh, uh, of a diverse and emerging group of filmmakers and saying, Hey, I want you to make something really new, really fresh that you'd be entirely <laughs> comfortable destroying at the end of a night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah you want to sort of come in with respect, you know, it's like, you got to be careful about how you start that conversation for sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And I think the first year was even a little harder because it was this new idea, but but again, like I, I should just give all the filmmakers we've invited or who have participated uh, props because people really, you know, artists, they, they tend to kind of just get what we're going for. Even if they don't want to participate, they're like, I really like this idea. And like, that's a very, you know, it's, it, makes, it, gets, it gets the wheels turning for sure. Um, but we find our filmmakers, Jack and I are both very fortunate to be in the Chicago film community. So uh, we have invited uh, filmmakers we know and respect and whose work we really love. We have, uh, invited filmmakers who were friends of other people we've worked with. Um, each year, we've known, I think, we've known the filmmakers a little bit less, which is really great. Uh, the first year was a lot of, like, people we knew more intimately or who we've worked with, um, and we're getting a little bit away from our, our bubble, which is really exciting. Uh, and it's just a matter of, like, tracking them down and explaining to them the event and showing them photos from the previous years and and I think they all really like the idea that we're not like outside of the running time. We don't give them any, as Jack said, we don't give them any parameters or any rules or any prompts. So I think they really like the freedom of that. And also the freedom of like, you know, this isn't going to be on Vimeo, you know, so they can really kind of take risks. However, they define risk, right. which is, uh, which is fun for us. I mean, we are in the audience too, uh, mm-hmm. when these films get shown and we see them for the first time in their entirety too, along with everybody else. So, uh, I think they like kind of that, that danger zone. It feels a little dangerous. And, and, and as you said, it's kind of fresh, and it's like this art happening. So mm-hmm. people want to be part of that, and, and we've been very fortunate to have a lot of really creative people sign on. Just to sort of opt in on the, like, psyche of a, the filmmaker, it, it, people may not realize, like, who aren't filmmakers, how 
how stressful and how anxiety producing release of your film is um, because of all of the things. Your film is a very resource intensive art form. And so it's expensive, which means that you need to try to like make that money back. And where is it going to go? And are people going to like it? And it's going to get critical reviews or will even, will anyone even watch it? And can you get into theaters and all this other stuff? And it ends up actually, you'll spend more time with your film by far not making it and having it out in the world than you do actually making it. And so the idea that you get to make something, you don't have to worry about that whole sometimes nightmare or just that whole roller coaster ride of getting your film out there and what do people think about it for months and months and years and years is actually, well, I know we sort of said it, but it is sort of freeing. And so when we come to filmmakers, like I, I just, what I always remember is when I drop off or I talk to them, the smile that comes across their face when they're like, Oh, I think I got an idea for what I'm going to do. And I'm pretty excited about it. And then they know that they can just nuke it. Uh, and it's gone forever, which is sort of fun. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a really cool opportunity for an artist um, because it can be, you know, from what I've, learned talking to filmmakers of many different types one of the uh most common things that they talk about is the nightmarish part of pushing that film and having to go to meeting after meeting and screening after screening submission after submission that uh this is a breath of fresh air for them this is an opportunity as you said to make something great or maybe not so great, something that at least <laughs> they've always wanted to do and not being free of the restriction of having to mm-hmm. do a million meetings with a million people. Um, one of the things that I really like about the group of filmmakers that you have here is that they all come from very different backgrounds while still having these, this common language of cinema. You've got people who are working in the 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 animation world and doing that sort of thing, graphic design. You've got people who have some background as performance artists. You have uh, an artist who is an Australian native who is based in Chicago now mm-hmm. telling uh, female-driven stories, all these sorts of things. Why do you think that so many of these artists have found their way to being in the Chicago film scene? Obviously, you know, we can talk about New York. We could talk about L.A. Those are the hubs that just won't go away. They're the two bigger cities than us. And, of course, L.A. has Hollywood. But Chicago has a very particular set of artists where they want to come here and do things like destroy your art. They want to experiment with the ways that they... Um, that they put their their art out and they want to do it in a way that maybe L.A. or New York isn't necessarily doing right now. So uh, as members of the Chicago film community yourselves, what is it about this city that lends itself to a more uh, dangerous, more radical form of art exhibition? You know, I always think that people really are drawn to Chicago because there's this this hard work ethic. Um, people can get jobs here. There's so much work here. Um, people can get a job, get on set, start learning quickly because it's there's so much work and there's so much. I mean, ultimately, I'm a Midwesterner. We're a little nicer, so I think there's a, <laughs> there's a little less intimidation, maybe. Um, and then I just think you know the the community here has is so welcoming and so connected i mean you know any industry people can get kind of siloed and and sort of disconnected but i think uh filmmakers and the film community works very hard in chicago to stay connected 
um, to it. You know, if you have a film or you're going to a festival, if it's a you know, big, big festival or something smaller and more like neighborhoody, you go and you support each other. You see each other's work. You go to, um, you know, focus group screenings of things. You attend festival screenings. You know, I mean, I just think, I think it's people really support each other here. And I think that filmmakers who either are from here or have transplanted here find that to be true and it keeps them around and keeps them working and keeps them reinvesting uh in the city and and reinvesting in chicago jack maybe can contradict or or concur on that as as the filmmaker on the the phone call uh yeah i think maybe it's part of it too is something that you were mentioning before uh, when we were talking about the previous question was this idea of failure and I think we're allowing filmmakers to fail or, you know, cause you said the could, the film could be great or it could be bad, but you're, you're going to destroy it. And so the idea when you open up to yourself, the possibility that failure is okay. And some people don't like the word failure. Some just whatever you want to put in that place, opposite of failure, because we're Americans, we don't want to think that we can fail, but like, you know, just not hitting a home run or whatever. I think as soon as you open that up, that opens, that actually does have, benefits beyond just that moment because it starts to open up other ways in which you're looking at uh, your art and your expression and getting stuff out there and so I, I wonder if part of that is what we can do here in Chicago is that you know we have all this theater here and we have a great art scene and, and all these things and maybe it's just the idea that you're allowed to try something and it, if it isn't a huge success it's not the end of the world you can just sort of you know pick yourself up and, and, and keep moving forward mm-hmm. um and then to your question about the, the filmmakers, I think it's wonderful for for us. Uh, Rebecca actually has more experience of this in the programming I mean, festival side than I do, but I think when we were coming up with this event and who's going to make films for it, it's like, what kind of voices do we want to hear? What stories do we want to hear? Um, and so, yeah, diversity is important, and like that's the stories that I think we're all interested in hearing You know, more from those groups of people mm-hmm. um, and really trying to give them opportunities to find audiences and to tell the stories that they want to tell. This is the third year, three years of doing this now. Uh, what have you learned over the last couple of years doing this? What are, you, what are you trying to bring to this one that you didn't or you wanted to in the last couple of years? Fire. 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 <laughs> uh, uh, I think we learned, like, you know, that the event is a party. You know, it's not this, like, rager, but, I mean, there's fire this year, so maybe there's going to be rager. But I think we, you know, we, like, I, I tend to be sort of serious, and, like, I kind of loosened up after the first year. You know, I, I'm, I come off of, you know, film festival Q&As where it's very, very serious, you know, very, like, uh, you know, everybody, you know, Q&As and, and talking to filmmakers and asking them sort of the basic questions. So, so I kind of, like, I, at least personally, I learned to embrace the the party feeling and the sort of that that again that like on the edge sort of dangerous feeling um loosen up a bit i i think we both learned not to to like to even engage with the filmmakers even less you know we we're there for them we support them but before the, beforehand we try not to influence any way shape or form on the content like we're just like here's your thing time what are you going to be filming on? And then like, here's here, we provide them with all the media that's going to be destroyed. So we just try to really not influence them. Um, so yeah, I think just the fun and like the freedom, giving them the freedom uh, and then the fire. So fun, freedom and fire. If I didn't yeah. mean to be yeah, there you go. but there you go. There you go. Yeah. And, and to that point, you know, we do have, uh, there's beer. It's um, donation only if you want it. It's basically free, but it's from Goose Island. Which is so like we have good beer. And it is end up being like basically a, 
it is sort of a party. I mean, Rebecca and I actually had this other idea, and this might be a little too inside baseball, but it feels like whenever in the film industry, whenever you get a chance to mingle with other filmmakers, it's at a festival or some thing, some entities holding a party, and but mm-hmm. like you have to sort of listen to their spiel, or they're under the auspices of like whatever festival or camera sponsor rental house or, or whatever, whatever sponsor, whatever. And so Rebecca and I always had this idea of like, what if we just threw a party? I think we wanted to throw it in a field, like the, in the middle of a field with like a keg. And it's like, don't bring any business cards. Everyone just come out. Who's in the film industry? And like, let's just hang out and mingle and just and just get to know each other's human beings. And we've never done that. But I think that maybe that this is one of the sort of side effects that's coming out of what Destroy Your Art is, is that it ends up actually being a really cool time. Because partly because these people make these films and then destroy them, it is oddly an event without ego because you know, at a festival premiere or whatever, it's like, oh, there's the filmmaker. But this time they're just like, they destroy their film and they almost like become citizens again in a weird way. Where it's just mm-hmm. like, they're just one of everyone in a weird way. And the energy is so good because everyone in the audience, you just participated. And this is probably where it gets slightly into the performance art territory because you've all sort of participated in this, like, I hate to say it, but it's like happening. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it sort of connects and binds the filmmakers with the audiences, I think. And so afterwards, when you're hanging out and talking, like, you know, I had a film teacher who was like, the worst thing you could ever have happen is that your movie ends and, and the people in the audience, like the person looks at their date and is like, so what do you want to go for dinner? And like, you just don't think about the film at all. You just sort of like, okay, whatever. That was my two hour entertainment. Like, let's yeah. go. This, that doesn't happen at this event. People are just like, like, oh, wow, how is that? Why did you do that? Like, and just tons of talking. That's just the mm-hmm. And it seems well, like you might want to take notes. <laughs> like, if, yeah, like, yeah. It's true. It's true. I remember the first year I was like running around, you know, like really busy in the very first uh, film plate. And I was like looking down at my phone to like make sure like I hadn't missed mm-hmm. any text or anything. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, like, Rebecca, like you, too, need to watch these films because they're gone. You know, so I think it, it does make and we don't make people, you know, give up their phones or anything. We just sort of say like, hey, be cool. Like, don't film anything. You know, tweet, text, check in do an Instagram story, whatever, but nothing of the films themselves. And, right. uh, and I will say like, you know, the, the, I've had the conversation with filmmakers like a zillion times, like Jack was saying, like in an after party or after a film where I say like, so what's next for your film? And it's mm-hmm. just so nice not to be like, so what's next for your film? Instead, I'm like, you know, talk to me about like the experience or like, how are you? Or just like, hang out and like, here's a beer. And like, that was really fun. Thanks for doing it. It's sort of, it, it, they do become citizens. I like that Jack said that. They sort of become, we all sort of are in this, like, club. We should hand out right. little cards. So we little <laughs> <cards>. <laughs> well, I, I really enjoy that because, you know, film events, I, I love going to screenings. I love being part of the film culture. I love, uh, you know, seeing what's happening out there. But I think you guys both really touched on something, which it gets stale. It gets really stale, mm-hmm. a little self-serious, mm-hmm. a little bit uh, posh in a way, even when people really aren't mm-hmm. trying to be. We're not talking about filmmakers are generally, to me, not people who are uh, particularly... Um, I don't know, f- too full of themselves. I mean, you have to have a certain level of ego to be making films, but it's a healthy yeah. ego. Sure. 
And to have this egoless event <laughs> is is really cool where people can just kind of wash themselves of that and also not have to answer that question. What's next for your film? I can't tell you how yeah, many right. times I've heard that. Oh, at, yeah. Like uh, at like a post screening thing, it's like, oh, so it, you, when you're a teenager, how's school going? Or how's college? Oh, how's mm-hmm. jo- how's your job? It's really kind yeah. of not that interesting. And this gives us a unique opportunity to remind ourselves why we're here is to talk about the film itself. Um, the 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 only yeah. few, I've had very few experiences in going to mainstream films over the last you know couple of years where I really felt like I got to sit down and have a conversation with someone about what we just watched mm-hmm. instead of like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just trying to talk about box office projections, which I'm totally. sure Rebecca, you're totally tired of. You don't want to hear any more of that you're yeah. already dealing with that every other day. <laughs> you don't need more, yeah. um, more box office mojo in your life. So yeah, uh, that's so true. Yeah. Destroy your art. Oh my God. It's a one night only, uh, scene, a happening a film and destruction, mm-hmm. two things, which I wouldn't mind if they went together a little bit more often. I think it's a, a really fun thing to do and a really fun new way to experience cinema and maybe rekindle that, that love of going to an event and going and watching a movie with a group of people. It's Saturday, August 10th, 7 to 10 at Inside Town, 1954 South Troy Street here in Chicago. The website, www.destroyyourart.com. Where can we find any uh, Instagram accounts, Twitter? Where can we find you guys? Totally. We, uh, yeah, destroyyourart.com. It's not destroyyourart, you know, 2572 or anything. We, we got the, we got the, the URL, which is great. So uh, destroyyourart.com. And then we're on Facebook as Destroy Your Art. Um, and then Instagram too, we're at Destroy Your Art. So you can find us there and uh, you can get tickets online and we keep it cheap and there's lots of beer until it runs out. So it's a really fun night. Fantastic. Rebecca Fons and Jack Newell, the co-founders of of destroy your art again the third year uh i guess i want to end on one final question don't you think it's a little bit ironic that for a uh an event that prides itself on destroying everything in one night that's been going on for three years now and hopefully more (laughs) into the future yeah we really uh it is yes and we were after the first year we were like do we do this again and we just decided we would keep doing it with new filmmakers a new form of destruction and a new location every year and that way until we run out of cool locations and way to ways to destroy things we'll we'll keep considering doing it i'm predicting maybe maybe a robot next year you guys get a killer robot that just chops it up with a chainsaw or something like that i would i would definitely be excited to see that all right we'll see you all there destroy your art (laughs) at uh inside town 1954 south troy street chicago saturday august 10th be there and see films that you will literally never get the chance to ever see again uh rebecca jack thanks so much for taking the time thanks thank you Thanks for listening to another episode of NoCo Cinema here on WGM+. Plus. We are your guide to cinema here in the city of Chicago. I'm Tom Hush, and we will see you all next time.